0: Yeah, thanks, Richard. Well, happy uh, Mother's Day to all of you. And Mother's Day can be, uh, can be an easy day. It can be a hard day, uh, depending on uh, your relationship with your, with your mom or with, with your kids. Um, it says in Romans to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn, and uh, on Mother's Day, we find, of course, both, and sometimes mixed, and there are moms celebrating with their kids, and there's also people in, in pain today. You know, I lost my mom uh, 10 years ago to ALS, and uh, and for some reason, it's a sad day for me, but then when I think of my wife and our kids, you know, it's a, it's a happy day, and so it can be mixed, and for those moms who've always wanted to have kids and it never worked out, I mean, it can be can be complicated. And um, I was going to invite up Kirsten. She's going to just share a couple of scriptures relating to um, the grieving side of Mother's Day.
1: Yeah. Test, test. Test, test. There we go. Um, yeah, my name's Kirsten. Um, during coming into the service today, I, I was reminded of the grief and the weight of Mother's Day. Uh, a few years ago at the church service in Kelowna, there was a video that came up. And it really impacted me. I'm not a mom, don't have any kids. We plan to adopt at some point, my husband and I, um, but this video really impacted me because it talked about the weight of the, the loss of abortions, of miscarriages, of stillbirths, of possibly maybe your mom took her life or your mom was in a fatal car accident or whatever it be. There's, there's not always this joy of Mother's Day and we don't always recognize that and honor that. And so I wanted to bring bring forth that. And then Matthew 28 to 30 says, All who are weary and carrying a heavy burden, a heavy burden come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. When we were in Tanzania my husband and I, there was this oasis in the desert. I'd never been to one before. You're just driving through sand. There was nothing for kilometers on end. And all of a sudden, these trees, and in the middle of the trees, this bright blue teal water, very clean. You could swim in it. No other water is safe in Tanzania. And this really stood out to me as an image here. I will refresh your life. I am your oasis. There is this life in the desert. There is this freshness, this newness, and yet it was still hidden by trees so you weren't scorched in the sun. And it continues to go on. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, and easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me for all that I require of you is to be pleasant and easy to bear. And the other one that came to me was Isaiah 61, 2-4. Comfort all who mourn. Provide for those who mourn. Give to them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. Festive oil instead of mourning. A splendid clothes instead of despair. And they will be called righteous trees planted by the Lord to glorify him. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will restore the former devastations. They will renew the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. And I want to encourage those who are mourning today and grieving that you're not alone, that there is a weightiness and heaviness in the room, and that you can come and you can get prayer after service, talk to someone else, encourage each other, because these are not easy to go through it's not easy to go through a miscarriage and not have it known or go through stillbirth not have it known go through all these different things maybe your mom recently passed of old age and maybe it was expected and it's still not easy so just sending out that there's all sorts of of emotions on mother's day and that we want to be a safe place to yeah recognize them all.
0: And we're just going to take a few moments just to pray as a congregation. You can just pray from where you are, but just to uh, pray over moms and maybe reflecting some of you the, the rejoicing side of Mother's Day and maybe some of you reflecting the morning side. So uh, maybe a few of you could pray out. I Sorry, I left out those of you with hard relationships. And Father, we pray a blessing over moms today and grandmas. God, I just pray for uh, just an extra sense of your presence today and, and your life and your goodness and your richness over them. God, pray for, uh, for joy, for strength, for meaning, for connection. And Father, we just bless moms today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you can uh, throw up the PowerPoint there, Noah. We've been uh, working on a series on uh, communicating with God. Basically, the idea of hearing God's voice. And, um, and I just want to begin with a little exercise. And, uh, you know, hearing God's voice takes some practice sometimes. And and so, uh, sometimes just throwing out questions to God and, and listening to His Spirit. And as we've been learning and most of the time, God is going to just speak to your spirit. And it's going to be kind of this internal little nudge, little impression, uh, little, little voice. And, uh, and so we're just going to begin with a question. And so uh, first of all, just turn your attention to the presence of God in you and around you. And then we're just going to ask God this question, and you're just going to listen sort of for the first impression that you kind of sense within your spirit. God, is there anything I am holding on to, worrying about or trying to control, that you want me to release today? God, is there anything I am holding on to, worrying about or trying to control, that you want me to release today? Often it's just going to be the first thing that kind of appears in your spirit. It might be a word, it might be a phrase, it might be a picture. Is there anything that God is wanting you just to release that you've been trying to control, just to release into His presence? Now, if you sense something, you heard something, and then just pray this, God. I give to you whatever whatever that thing is. I release my worry. I release control. I receive your peace. God, I give whatever that thing is over to you. I release my worry. I release control. I receive your peace. God, we thank you that you are a God of peace, Now your peace is a peace that is greater than anything we can understand or comprehend, and we just receive that into our being, into our spirit this morning. God, we thank you that you are pure love and that your love for us outshines anything we could comprehend or understand as well. So God, we are just reminded that we are loved by you, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, Amen. So we've been talking about uh, hearing God, and uh, we just quick review on some of the thoughts we've gone over so far. Uh, first of all, we talked about how hearing God really is to be a very, very normal part of the Christian life. I mean, all through Scripture. Pretty much every chapter you see God in some form, in some way, communicating with us, His people. And, you know, 302 times we see in the Scriptures this idea of the Lord said, and He's, he's speaking to folks just like you and just like me. 106 times we see this phrase, the, the word of the Lord came to, and you can stick your name there in there or my name in there. That all throughout Scripture God is speaking. And you look at the book of Acts, Every single chapter of the book of Acts, God in some way is speaking to people. And he does that in a lot of different ways. But God communicates. And this should be just a very normal part of your Christian life. uh, Hearing God and sensing him speaking to you and communicating with with him. And if that seems a little weird to you or foreign to you, well, that's what we're talking about. how, How you can make this a part of your daily life. Because the reality is God is, is always speaking to you. He is always communicating to you. Just as there are, you know, radio waves going on in the atmosphere right now, but we need like a CB or a radio to pick them up or a cell phone, so God is speaking to you. And we just need to learn to tune in to His voice as He is speaking to you every single day. And we also talked about the idea that it takes time to learn how to hear God's voice, just as when we're born into this world. It takes time to learn how to hear, you know, mom and dad's voice. Uh, It takes time to learn when we are born again into the Spirit. It takes time for us to learn the spiritual language, because God most often doesn't talk to you the way i talk to you in you know the english language where you can hear with your ears i mean it's a very rare occurrence where people hear god's audible voice most of the time it's going to be a very subtle internal voice that takes a little bit of work to learn how to really tune into now uh part of the the, the struggle of hearing god's voice is, is we hear a lot of different voices if you will and there's kind of four main categories, if you look at Scripture, of different voices we can hear. And the first one, of course, is God's voice, and we've already talked about this. But, I mean, Jesus said himself, my sheep, that, that's us, uh, hear his voice. Uh, his children hear his voice. God is always speaking to us. And so, so in our mind, in our spirit, we're going to be hearing God's voice. Uh, scripture also seems to indicate that we at times can hear the voice of, you know, Satan and demons or the enemy. And, and, you know, that picture in the cartoons with the angel on one shoulder and Satan on the other shoulder. Well, scripturally, there's kind of some truth to that. I mean, we see, for instance, in John 13:2, it says the devil had already put into the heart, into the being, the spirit of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, that he should betray Jesus. That it seems the devil was kind of whispering into Judas and putting into his heart these ideas to betray Jesus. We see in Acts chapter 5, Apostle Peter said to Ananias, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And it just seems in other verses that that we at times can hear the, the, the whisper of the enemy trying to lead us out of love and to lead us away from God. And, and so we have that voice going on. So we have God speaking to us and the enemy trying to maybe put thoughts into our heart. And then, of course, we got our own thoughts and emotions. Um, we're thinking all the time, at least I am. Some of you don't can't sleep well because you're up at night thinking about thoughts, and you wake up early because you're thinking, I mean, our brains are constantly going, so we have our own thoughts going around, and, and we see this in Scripture, for instance, in James chapter 1, verse 14, it said each one is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires, and, and sometimes our own thoughts and desires are, are uh, more negative, um, but you know, often our own thoughts and desires are actually very, very good. And, you know, there's kind of a a misteaching sometimes in in the church. And, you know, some folks will grab that Old Testament verse where it says, you know, your heart is deceitfully wicked and beyond cure. (laughs) And so all your thoughts are nasty and all your desires are horrible. That is a big misunderstanding of life in Christ and the new covenant and the Holy Spirit in us. I mean, part of the new covenant is this idea that God has given us a new heart. Ezekiel 36 says, I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. I mean, you have a good heart, a new heart, because it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Your heart isn't nasty, and it's not evil, and it's not bad. You have a good heart, a beautiful heart, because that is life in Christ and life in the new covenant. So often you're going to find, and we're going to talk about this more, that your own thoughts And your own desires are actually very much in line with God's voice. I mean, the scripture talks in in, in Philippians chapter 2 that God is giving us the desire to obey. That This new heart is bent towards God. And so often it actually is very difficult to discern God's voice from our own voice because they're kind of saying the same thing. And we'll talk about more of that in a moment. And then, of course, we have the voice of others. You know, maybe as you're acting, you hear the voice of your mom, you know, meow, 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 or your dad, meow, 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 or maybe in a good way. Or maybe you're like, you know, I got to do something, but then you hear the voice of your spouse or your kids, you know, the voice of your pastor or others, you know, good or bad. I mean, we have the voice of others kind of roaming around in our head. You know, we, we, Peter had this in Galatians 2, said he had been eating with the Gentiles but when they arrived, he stopped doing this and separated himself because he was afraid of those who were pro-circumcision. I mean, back then they were fighting over circumcision and non-circumcision. Today, the church fights over other things, but every generation in the church has things the church fights over. But back then it was circumcision. I'm glad we're not fighting about that now. Uh, but Peter had the voice of the, of the Jewish kind of people in his mind and it, and it led him away from life in New Covenant and accepting and loving people. And, and sometimes we hear the voice of others and so we got a lot going on in our, in our, in our brains. And there's God and there's me and maybe the enemy and there's the voice of all the people in my head. And it's like, how in the world can I figure out God's voice in the midst of all this? Well, here are some tips we can look at. Uh, first of all, uh, God's voice will always, always, always line up with His character. And, uh, and it's funny sometimes I run into people who will say, you know, you know, God told me this. And I'm like, no, He didn't. <laughs> and I can turn it right away because I'm just like, that's totally not in line with God's character. When someone thinks that God is shaming them or condemning them, and it's like, no, that's not God. There is... Zero shame, the scripture says, three times in the New Testament for those who are in Christ. God is not condemning you. And so if you hear a voice of condemnation that's not God, actually you, we already know who that is, the accuser, a Satan who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I mean, and so it is so vital that we understand the character of God as revealed in Jesus Christ. Galatians 5 is an example of The character of God and of course this is the character that that we are all running after in our own lives it says the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives and this is the fruit that comes out of the heart of God because this is who God is and so God's voice is always going to be loving it's gonna be joyful it's gonna be peaceful it's gonna be patient it's going to be kind, it's going to be good, it's going to be faithful, it's going to be gentle, and it's going to be filled with self-control. That's the fruit of the Spirit that flows out of God's character. And so when we're trying to discern, is this God or not? We can, we can use the fruit of the Spirit as, as a lens. We can use John 10, as we already mentioned. A thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come, Jesus said, that they may have life and have it to the full. And so just an easy question is, is that word life-giving? Or is it stealing and killing in me? And if it's stealing and killing, well, we just use that as a discernment tool. That That's not God. That's the enemy. If it's life-giving, sometimes God can whisper, you know, difficult things into our life that really push us, but but He's always pushing us towards life. Again, God's voice will always, always, always be in line with His character. I really like James 3 because it says this, the wisdom that comes from heaven... We might as well put in there the voice that comes from heaven. God's voice is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. We can tell of His God... If it lines up with his character and you know sometimes and and we believe in the prophetic here which basically means that we all like to hear God and sometimes God whispers something in our heart that that is for someone else or for the church that's basically prophecy is it's not complicated it's hearing God and just speaking it out but sometimes you may have someone come up to you and say you know I got a word of the Lord for you or someone might come in front of the church and say I have a I have a word to this church and and we all can filter this with does that line up with God's character. And, and if it doesn't, then we can say, well, maybe they misheard a little bit. Maybe it's a little bit off or whatever. But God's voice will always line up with his character. And this is why it is vital that you get to know Jesus. Because Jesus is the perfect revealer of who God is. If, if your view of God doesn't line up with Jesus, there's something wrong with your, with your view of God. He is the perfect revelation. He is the exact image of God's character. It says in Hebrews chapter 1. Secondly, God's voice always agrees with Scripture, and so we can open up Scripture, the Bible, and use that to check God's uh, voice. But I want to mention, because I see this messed up all the time in my own life and the church's life, uh, God's voice will not contradict Scripture, but it may, and it'll often, and sometimes, and certainly at times, contradict our interpretation of it. And sometimes we hear God's voice and then we're like, is that God? And we look at the scripture and we're like, oh, it doesn't seem to line up with this verse. But it still might be God, but it might be our interpretation or how we're looking at that verse that has messed us up. And there's lots of examples of this in the scripture. I mean, the Pharisees were a perfect example. These are the folks who are supposed to be hearing God, who are representing the, the, you know, the church of the day, if you will, the religion, the, the God followers of the day. And Jesus said, you study the scriptures Diligently. Because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. I mean, the scriptures, they were interpreting the scriptures and trying to hear God's voice. And they they looked at Jesus and said, Jesus is of Satan. I mean, they completely dismissed Jesus and missed God's voice because of how they interpret scripture. That Jesus didn't look like their interpretation. And there are times when we're hearing God, but sometimes we need to check our interpretation. I mean, I mean, uh, just a, a silly example would be: let's say you're like, you're like, man, I'm really wanting to get a tattoo, and and I just want to just just honor God with a tattoo on me. And then one day you're kind of reading in the book of Leviticus, and it says, "Do not mark your skin with tattoos." You're like, Ugh, did I hear God wrong, or what's going on here? Because the scripture says, "Don't mark your skin with tattoos." And this is this is dealing with interpretation. This is old covenant. This is not us anymore. I mean, a lot of folks have tattoos, and tattoos are awesome. Even I got a little tattoo right there. I mean. <laughs> I mean, we're not under the Old Covenant anymore. But even sometimes this happens in the New Testament. I mean, let's say you hear God's voice and says, God wants you to lie down on the floor and pray. But just before that, you read, well, men should pray in every place by lifting up holy hands. It's like, this is the only way because this is a command in the Bible that men are to pray this way, but... Most men don't pray that way. I mean, I mean, there's lots of verses in the New Testament that we actually don't follow today because of cultural differences. And, and so sometimes we just need to do a check our interpretation. But saying that, I mean, Scripture is a base for interpreting God's voice. Does it line up with Scripture? But sometimes it can be a bit of a challenge. Does it line up with, with our interpretation or our general interpretation? So does it line up with Scripture? Uh, third, uh, God's voice often sounds a bit like our own voice and thoughts. And this is where I think most people get stumped when it comes to hearing God's voice. And I've had lots of p- conversations with lots of people who are just, I just can't get it. I just, it, just, it just doesn't happen. You know, I try so hard, I just get frustrated because I just can't, I just, I don't, I, I can't, I can't hear God's voice. And, and often, as we talked about last, last time, sometimes it's an issue of trying to hear God from the external They're trying to hear with their ears, just as I'm speaking to you. God usually doesn't speak that way. It's an internal thing. He speaks into our spirit. So you need to listen within, because where is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is in you. And so you listen inwardly to God. And and because it hits our spirit and then goes through our mind, a lot of times God's voice is going to sound kind of like our own voice. Uh, Here's a perfect example of this in Matthew 16. Jesus asked the disciples, "But who do you say I am?" Peter, uh, Simon Peter, answered, "You are the Messiah, the Son of the Living God." And so he answers the question, and no doubt Peter is like, "Yeah, I got the answer." No doubt Peter would have said, "This came from my own mind. This is my own idea. I get a, a you know the gold sticker because I got it right with my own mind." This, this Peter figures this is his own thoughts. But look what Jesus says. Jesus replied. You are blessed Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Jesus is, actually, Peter, that was not your own thought. that was God's thought. Peter would have been like, I know, that' was totally my own thought. And Jesus, said, no, 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 that was, that was God's thought. And, and this is often the case for us, that, that our own thoughts that we have, you know, we might just think it's our own thoughts, but actually it's God speaking. because God's voice hits our spirit and goes through our mind. And so a lot of times it's going to sound a lot like us. And maybe this shouldn't be so surprising because when we look at scripture, we we say scripture is God's word. And yet, you read Paul, and it sounds like Paul, and you read John, and it sounds like John, and you read John or Matthew, and it sounds different, and all the different authors sound differently. I thought this was all God, but why does it like John sound like John, and Matthew sound like Matthew, and, and Paul sound like Peter? I thought this was God's word, and, and, and it's the same with us. I thought God was speaking, but it kind of sounds like me, and that person sounds like that person, and it's because God is speaking into us, and it goes through us. I mean, we could take... You know, those people in our church who are, you know, kind of walk more in the prophetic. We could, you know, take Marg and maybe Dan and, you know, you know, Lyle and Gary if he was here. And we could line them up. And God could tell them the exact same thing. And I guarantee you it would come out differently. It would be the same theme. It would, it would be right generally, but they would speak it. Some would be longer. Some would be shorter. It would be spoken in their own way. That's why when you listen to prophets... Uh, often they kind of say it in similar words and similar ways because God speaks into us and it doesn't surpass our personality and who we are as, as a person. And so it's often going to sound like our, our own voice. Again, uh, the Spirit bears witness to our spirit. So The Holy Spirit speaks to our spirit. And then we got to use our mind to kind of make sense of that. And, and, and 1 Corinthians 2 talks about this. It says, who can know the Lord's thoughts? I don't know. we like, well, I, I don't know what God's thinking. Well, actually, maybe you do. Who can know the Lord's thought? and knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things. Meaning, we can hear God's thoughts. We can hear God speaking. It's clearly what he's saying. Who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things. For we have the mind of Christ. Just as God has given us a new heart, He's given us a new being, the Holy Spirit fills us and saturates us so much for, as we use that verse, that that we are in Jesus and Jesus is in the Father and He is in us and and we're so tangled up in the midst of the triune God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that sometimes His voice sounds like our voice because we're just saturated in Him and our our heart is in line with Him. So this idea of hearing God, sometimes it's just going to sound like you. Uh, sometimes it's going to be very different. Sometimes it's going to be like, oh, where'd that come from? And that is certainly different. <laughs> and there are times when God speaks very, very clearly. But in my experience, most of the time God's voice is very subtle and it takes a little bit of work trying to, trying to filter that out. When I come to hearing God, this is me, at least my opinion on it. The most important question or the more important question is not, are these exactly God's words? Because they will go through our being and they will be shaped a little bit different from who we are. But the most important question is, does that line up with God's character and heart? And so when you have a thought and you're like, God, what's your your thoughts on this? Or, God, where do you want me to go? I don't spend as much time personally, like, was that God or was that me? Is that God Is me? I spend most of the time, does that line up with God's character? Because sometimes it can be difficult discerning God's thoughts from our own thoughts, because we have the mind of Christ and we have a new heart given to Him, and He's saturated in the Holy Spirit. In, in Second in Philippians chapter two says He is giving us the desires of His heart, and His desires are so intertwined in us that that often His thoughts are our thoughts, and, and, and it's just kind of mixed up. And so, if you're struggling to hear God's voice, focus more on the question: Does this line up with God's heart? Because you can get stuck in it. Is that exactly what God said or is that not what he said? Is this what he said or was it supposed to be an and or a but or a then? Or it's like, how does that work? I mean, no, no, no. Is that line up with his character and to listen into your spirit uh, for God God to speak. And number four, God often speaks in a quiet, gentle manner. Now, there are times when God is very loud. And he can speak in a, in a very dramatic way. And there's evidence, of course, this all over the scripture. But like Ezekiel 43, 2, his voice was like the roar of rushing waters. You know, we are at high water right now. And at least we're at my house. I can hear two rivers <laughs> at the same time because the water is so high. And sometimes God's voice is just loud. And I've had these times where it's just like, it's just like holy, that was, that, that was very clear. <laughs> But for me, most of the time it's very subtle and very quiet. And a lot of times it's, is that me or is that God? is that line up with Scripture? Is it line up with His character? So I'm going to think that's God and I'm going to trust that. Most of the time His voice is going to be quiet and subtle. First Kings 19. A great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind there was an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire came a gentle whisper. And this is how God is often going to speak to us, in a gentle whisper in in our spirit. And and so we need to learn to position ourselves to to be able to listen to that quiet voice. And uh, studies have actually shown um, that most people hear God best when they are quiet and still, but some actually hear God best while in motion. Uh, about two thirds of people hear God best when they're when they're quiet, and so they quiet themselves down, maybe you know a little music or something, and just kind of listen in and tune into your spirit and what God is saying to your spirit. Most people hear God best that way. Others, you know, people like me who've got a little bit of an ADHD, a little like can't sit still and always shaking, uh, hear God best when they're in motion. And if I want to hear God best, I, I I go on a walk, I go on a bike ride. It's something just about for me walking that is just like it just tunes me into the, to the voice of God. And and but when I sit there, I just I just like you know what's for lunch and you know I was like, <laughs> oh, that's a weird ache in my knee. And he's like, you know what's that noise I hear over there? I mean it, it just doesn't work for me very well. I mean I can do it it's, through music. It helps. Uh, but try it. Uh, how do you hear God best? Try sitting still. <laughs> Try going in a walk. Maybe you can do both, but just know there are different ways of hearing God's voice. So, I'm just going to finish up with uh, just another little exercise. And so, let's take a, just a, a moment again to tune into the voice of, of the presence of God around you, and in you. And we're just going to ask God this question. Often it's going to be kind of the thir- first word or thought or phrase that kind of just pops up in your spirit. As I go- ask God this question, God, what do you want me to be thankful for today? God, what do you want me to be thankful for today? Just take a moment to ask this question. God, what are you, perfect love, saying to me in this moment? God, what are you, perfect love, saying to me in this moment? God, we thank you that you speak to us. Because you love us, you're constantly just communicating into our being, into our hearts, into our minds. God, I thank you for Jesus. It shows us who you are, without a doubt. God, help us to just lean into Jesus and and who he is in his character, God, that we might be able to discern your voice better. I thank you that you have given us a new heart and that you have filled us with your spirit. I thank you, God, that you speak to us and you are the lifter of our heads. In Jesus' name, amen.